0: Welcome to another beautiful day, my friends. This is Luke Gerlach from Think Chat, and welcome to another episode of Confessions of a PYP Teacher. Today is confession number 45, and we're going to put all the pieces together of transdisciplinary learning. So, my friends, we have come to the end of this series. And, you know, every time we come to an end, there's always reflective practice. And I I was looking back at my podcast series and how it's evolved over time. And it seemed like, you know, all the strategies prior to the transdisciplinary challenge, except inquiry, inquiry, we started off looking at us as practitioners, and then all the bits between um, inquiry to transdisciplinary have been all geared towards students. Especially since we've had to pivot this last year in so many ways, I wanted to offer some strategies to help teachers have some ready-made strategies that they could, you know, implement right away in their classroom. Because I know we've all been struggling and many of us are still in hybrid or we might be back face-to-face and it's socially distanced or we might be, you know, 100% virtual. Some people are in complete lockdown, while others are business as usual, but this is still an unusual year. And I think it's brilliant that we've come full circle with the transdisciplinary challenge to kind of go back to us as practitioners. And when I was thinking about transdisciplinary learning, I knew I had to make this course different because we were ready for some change. I loved doing the application of the big ideas prior, but I knew that we needed to set our mind of, okay, how are we gonna make this deeper? Regardless if we're in a pandemic, how can I look at my practice and try to make it more transdisciplinary? And when we think about all of the pieces we've been looking at, it's really amazing the role of the educator That's you, right? Whether you're a school administrator or you're a district administrator or head of school, teacher, teaching assistant, listening specialist or supporting teacher, regardless of your role, we all have a part to play in the transdisciplinary nature of our campus. And I like that. I like that the things that I'm doing Are adding a little element of transdisciplinarity to my community and to the people that I love serving and that's fabulous and when I think about it you know really a lot of the weight unfortunately lands at us as educators because really it comes down to this if we do not possess open-mindedness and don't have a mindset shift, right? Towards transdisciplinary learning. It's not gonna happen in our classrooms or not gonna happen in our schools. And we have to release some of that control and the fear allows students to demonstrate agency and become co-creators of that experience. And it all comes down to the open-mindedness of a teacher who sets the stage for that process to happen. So now, as we're coming, you know, wrapping things up and ready to move on to the next set of ideas, I've thought a lot about it from the lens of a new teacher. If you're a newer teacher one year on or less, even two years on or less, I'm gonna just say it, five years or less, that's still a new teacher to the PYP because it's completely different than you probably ever experienced. And when I think about being, when I was new and stumbling in the dark and trying to figure all this stuff out and put the pieces together, I was confused all the time. I kept asking people smarter than me, hey, am I doing this right? and I never knew if I was doing it right. But that's part of the process of inquiry and transdisciplinary nature of learning. So if you're new and you're here, I just love you. The fact that you're trying to evolve your practice as you're trying to learn the skills to do your practice, that's amazing. And you're going to master this. But remember, you don't have to be on a fixed timeline. You know, think about coming back in a year or two and revisiting this challenge and, you know, assessing where you are. Now, if you've been in the PYP for a while and you're also a veteran teacher, you've had some time to mold this over, I love you too. Because the fact that you're open to new ways of doing things that you're not fixed, you know, you don't have that fixed mindset of, I know what I'm doing, it, you know, it ain't broken, so why fix it, right? That, that mentality that we can get into, you're not buying into that mindset. You are coming here with an open mind and saying, I want to learn more and evolve as a practitioner. And we need your level of experience, your repeated exposure to these big ideas and the knowledge of the program. And I hope the ideas in this series have been beneficial to you. Um, You know, I'm not sure about anything because it's just me speaking to the world. But I hope that if certain parts were not relevant to you, that you'll stick with me because there might be other bits that you do relate to. You know, and as we bring this series to a close, I want to provide a suggested, you know, sequence of how to proceed because we've presented a lot of big ideas and it's about linking them together so that they scaffold. And I don't know if you notice, but I'm a little bit linear and methodical because I want all the pieces to fit together. But that's not really how learning works. You know, 20 episodes down um, the road here, I'll have an aha moment that goes in with transdisciplinary learning. And I'm still going to share it on the spot and say, hey, this has nothing to do with anything but here's some new ideas that I've come up with. That's just how we evolve. So here's my suggested order of steps before I waffle on some more. Okay, so I would first identify the concepts from the theme descriptors like we talked about. This is going to be your anchor for your units. So it's super important that you have that articulation for your grade level and for your school, that we know that those Big ideas and the theme descriptors are mapped out. This is also important for your authorization and evaluation visits. Okay, next step is create or rewrite central ideas to emulate the big ideas from the theme descriptor that you've chosen. Now we're seeing a connection. Now, I modified some central ideas in this podcast to make it more broad and so that we can connect to specialists. Now my friends, if you are still struggling with that process, I don't get how to do it, don't worry. We're gonna go in depth in that when we hit concepts. Um, We're gonna learn about all of that. So hang tight, it's a coming, but it's just not right now. Okay same with lines of inquiry you want them remember to emulate the big ideas in your central idea because they're the know what you're going to know and do to understand the central idea aha and so they need to be conceptual in in construction right and so those are those three pieces the theme descriptors the central ideas the lines of inquiry then afterwards I'd map your content to support the teaching of these ideas. You want some meat. And the only thing that will hang this is your content, whether it be standards, whether it be guidelines, whether it be PYP scope and sequence documents. Whatever it is you use to teach content in your school, it needs to be aligned. And you also, remember, have to consider the... Um, big ideas that your specialists and supporting teachers are presenting. Also, after that, then you want to assess the process. You want to come back regularly and look at, okay, how are we doing with this transdisciplinary connections? Are we doing a good job? Then, well, it's hard to assess something if you don't teach, right? And teach your units as units and not different subjects. That's something that's huge, right? We talked about that. Where you don't wanna go, uh, it's math time and this is unit time. Well, what is that? It's all unit time. And we're gonna assess the understanding of your big ideas, your concepts, and the knowledge of those skills and that content. Remember, as much as you can, evaluate where student agency in all of this that can be done at the end once you've laid it all out and then you're gonna come back and regularly reflect again about your journey about next steps um, bite-sized pieces and when I write it down in a checklist it seems a bit easier right but I'll be honest assessing transdisciplinary learning and putting this all out here, it's hard business. And so I wouldn't kill yourself with it, but start bit by bit. But I'm gonna tell you as I've evolved and tried to become more of a transdisciplinary educator, my understanding of education has exploded and the connectivity and the relationships I built with students magnified and transfer happened meaning kids could take what they're learning in this lesson and apply it to another lesson that's the value of transdisciplinarity and also we're preparing our kids if we teach in a transdisciplinary way for their future never in any job do you say oh sorry i can't talk to you about that part because that's math and we're not doing math right now every skill set is thrown in there, whether it be, you know, soft interpersonal skills, coupled with writing skills, mathematical analysis, projections, data projections, all of that. We're doing it all at one time and trying to um, get all those facets together. So why are we not teaching that way so that we prepare our students um, for their future? Makes sense. So now i put you through the ringer of these past few weeks. I hope you found some utility value in the process. And now we're going to explore something a bit lighter, something equally important, but we're going to try to give your brain some rest. Um, We're still going to give you some food for thought, but allow it to rest. (laughs) So that we can gear up uh, for the next hill along the horizon. So we're going to um, transition towards the approaches to learning, what they are, how do we maximize them? How do we use them to the fullest advantage? If you have some ideas of things you're already doing, please post it on my Twitter, at thinkchat2020. I'd love to incorporate, once again, agency, I would love to incorporate some of your ideas into the podcast series. So as always, have a beautiful day, and I can't wait to see you back here next week.